Spitty is Shitty, Episode 7. What a week it's been here in Australia. We've had the resignation of Gladys Berejiklian and the New South Wales Premier. Well, thank fuck. That should have happened much earlier. Gladys is and always has been somewhat compromised. We have the federal, or sorry, we have the ICAC in New South Wales who investigates these kind of things. And it was revealed last time that she had to testify that she knew about her boyfriend, Daryl Maguire, and his corrupt actions. Yet she stood firmly in her role, refused to resign. Now that ICAC is again investigating her, she has fallen on her sword and taken the, in quotes, moral position of resigning because if any of her cabinet were under investigation, that she would expect them to stand down. Oh, come on. Jesus Christ. She's been corrupt from the whole fucking start. And all these absolute fucking wankers who are praising her and saying, oh my gosh, poor Gladys, we're going to miss her. I'm sorry, but she's corrupt. Yes, she did some really fucking great work with New South Wales and the economy and things like that, but she's corrupt. Corrupt people are compromised. And this is the problem. The problem with Gladys is that by being... By, how do I word this? The fucking wanker she was fucking is corrupt. She knew about it. He told her. She has admitted as such. The problem with that is evidently there is a whole lot more shit happening behind the scenes. And in New South Wales, the Liberal government is literally run by a man called Michael Fotios. Michael Fotios is an absolute left-wing fuckwit. Not only that, but he is directly linked to George Soros. Very, very close to Soros. So the problem is that what is supposed to be the centre-right government in New South Wales is controlled by an extreme leftist who gets to decide on things like pre-selection, and the rest and who gets promoted and who doesn't. This is all controlled by George Soros. So if you think that you have choice in New South Wales, if you think that your government isn't corrupt, if you think that the politicians that you are voting for are really the right people to lead your state, I'm sorry, but you're a rusted on fascist. You have no idea what is actually going on in your state? Now apply that to the bigger picture and the whole country. All of this shit is replicated. But where we've got George Soros pulling the strings in New South Wales, and you think you've got a centre-right government, it, genuinely, if you believe that, you're on crack. You are absolutely and utterly, completely on crack. You're brainwashed, you're deluded. Big shout out to Vicky Maynard, on Twitter today, who still loves Scott Morrison, thinks he's some kind of fucking god. I mean, seriously, woman, what is wrong with you? The guy's a domestic terrorist. 
It's an absolute lunatic. He's the most fake Christian I've ever seen in my life. He does not care about you. He does not care about the people of Australia. He does not care about your freedom and your right to work. There's got to be something wrong with these people. Like, seriously. What have they been doing? Have they totally upped the amount of fluoride they're putting in the water to keep people dumb? Like, what's going on in this country? Everybody at the moment is walking around like zombies. They are so fucking dumb. I'm talking to people every day of the week, and all I'm finding is that people can't comprehend basic things. Like, really, really basic things. They'll ask you a question, you give them a really simple answer, and they look at you with this blank stare on their face, like nothing has gone through their brain whatsoever. It's in one ear and out the other. These people are driving cars, don't forget. These people are working, don't forget. They're driving trucks, they're driving machinery. They're operating stores and building houses. Something, something really terrifying is actually going on. People right now are so fucking stupid. It is incredible. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. It is beyond comprehension. Oh. So in regards to New South Wales though, I've got no doubt in my mind, and this is clearly speculation, nothing more, but I've got no doubt in my mind that Gladys Berejiklian has been blackmailed. And I mean blackmailed to act the way that she has over the last, what, month or two? Where all of a sudden she's a massive advocate for mandatory vaccines that are still experimental and un are not fully tested. Uh, you know, the same ones that are killing people, hurting people. It's, it's insane. I mean, you look at the Vayas data from the States, 15,000 dead and nearly 30,000, like, you know, permanently injured. And that doesn't count all the other stuff. It's, it's incredible. In Australia, the vaccine deaths are around double the COVID deaths during 2021, 2021. But here we are. It's all happening. So yeah, I've got no doubt that She's been blackmailed to behave the way she has. I'm sure it's a massive weight off her shoulders having left, you know, her position as premier. You know, they, they can't they can't get to her and manipulate her now. She's she's exposed, but she's free and she can do what she needs to do. And to be honest, yeah, she's corrupt. Yeah, she shouldn't be in that position, but I wish her all the best. I think in many ways she did a great job. But should she remain as Premier? Absolutely no way. No way. There's no room for corruption. There's tons of it. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't accept it. Meanwhile, in Queensland, we got to hold a NRL Grand Final. For those of you in the US, that's our football. One of our types of football. It's basically a bunch of meatheads jumping on each other, running back and forward for, what, 80 minutes. You know, meatheads that are apparently the the role models for society and our kids that, you know, have in the past been involved in rape and drunken you know, episodes and lots of drugs and all of this kind of shit. These 
assholes don't have two fucking brain cells to rub together, but yet apparently half the population fucking worships them no matter what. So, as far as the footy players go, I'm sorry, you can all get fucked. And as far as the Queensland government goes, well, you too could get fucked. Because here you are talking about the importance of cases. Now, we've had cases of COVID all week. What makes this worse, though, is that the footy was good to go on Sunday night. Now, on Sunday, apparently we had no cases whatsoever. But in the days leading up to it, we did. But it was reported in the, in the media couple of days earlier that the NRL was prepared to delay the grand final because of a possible ramp up in COVID cases. It was also reported that the Queensland government took the position that that delay is not going to happen. Absolutely is not going to happen. Guaranteed. Which essentially says that they are controlling all of this bullshit. They, they determine the cases, they determine whatever. It's not scientific, it's political. Queensland's going to have a grand final no matter fucking what. This is political. Nothing else. Anastasia Palaszczuk is an absolute grub. And that fucking Dr. Young, who is our chief medical officer, all corrupt. Anastasia Palaszczuk's father is involved with a Chinese company that collects DNA data. Dr. Young, her husband, is involved with the company that does the genome sequencing that apparently identifies which strain of COVID you might have. I believe he also has links to Pfizer. So all of this is just more corruption, more bullshit. It's the same in every state. It's all just replicated. It's disgusting. And these politicians, they really deserve the gallows. So footy good, freedom bad. Now it's Monday and the footy grand final's over. All of a sudden, we've got new cases again. So yesterday, zero. Today, new cases. And apparently one of them, well, they don't know where it came from. It's unlinked. What a surprise. As if you couldn't see this shit coming. I mean, fucking seriously. It's ridiculous. Now, one thing that is totally and utterly frustrating me at the moment is the rusted-on voters. Whether you're a Liberal voter, whether you're a Labor voter, it doesn't matter. Even if you're rusted-on for one particular small party, it doesn't matter. You should be voting for the person that speaks the greatest amount of common sense and the person that advocates for your freedoms and your rights. That is not Scott Morrison. That is not fucking Anthony Albanese. It is not Dickhead Dan. It is not Gladys Berejiklian. It is not Anastasia Palachak. It is not any of these tyrants that are currently our leaders. So, for those of you that think Scott Morrison is God, I'm sorry, but you are an absolute lunatic with Stockholm Syndrome. Now, I'll openly admit that, hey, I've been a rusted or liberal voter for years. 
And for those of you in the US, liberals in Australia is supposed to be centre-right, although they're as left as you can fucking imagine. But I've been arrested on liberal voter because our opposition Labor was fucking far worse. Absolutely far worse. And still are. Well, not really. They're kind of the same thing now. But I've been guilty of that. But I've woken up and I'm sorry. I can't support any of these dictators now. It, it's what is going on is horrific. In the last state election in Queensland, I actually went out and I advocated for One Nation. I actually worked polling booths. I worked on election day advocating for them. Thinking that, yeah, okay, cool. People deserve some change and we should be voting for people that advocate for our freedoms. Now, as it turns out, okay, that decision may not have been the best, but it was the best option at the time because the leader of the, the party One Nation recently sold out. So there was a truck protest on the Gold Coast in Queensland where the truckers blocked the highway. Pauline Hanson, the leader of One Nation, she turned up, heard Malcolm Roberts, and it pains me because I love Malcolm Roberts. I've listened to him speak. I've spoken with the man. I've shaken his hand, and he's amazing. However, Pauline and Malcolm turned up, hung up a little banner, you know, made a political statement, and then asked the truckies to fuck off the highway, to get off. You have lost me, Pauline. I will never support you or your damn party again. Because you are a fake. We can see through you. You have no right to be a senator anymore. You don't represent the Australian people anymore. I'm disgusted by it. I was a One Nation member. Now I am not. I've just let my membership lapse. And I'm not going to give you another fucking cent of my money. Because you do not represent me. You do not represent the everyday Australians that are trying to stand up in the face of this absolute fascism, medical tyranny and medical apartheid that is going on. You're a sellout, Pauline. People have always said it. I was always on the fence. I always gave you a chance, but I'm sorry. You have fucked it up and I will not have anything to do with your party again. That brings us to Craig Kelly. So Craig Kelly is now the leader of Clive Palmer's United Australia Party. Now, I'm a little bit torn here because a few years ago, Clive did some dumb shit and I said I would never vote for that party again. I did vote for them once in a Queensland state election, not federal. Um, Clive... Clive's not a really great guy. He tries to he tries to play the perception that he is. Um, I don't think he's entirely legit. But in saying that, Clive's rich, Clive's smart, and Clive does business the way that Clive does business. Now, Clive's put his money where his mouth is and said that as a country we should be free he's hired 
the most honest politician in the country to lead his party. Clive is not running, to my knowledge. He's not running for a seat. Yes, he's in control of the party, and yes, it's his money. And yes, there is the risk that Kelly could be manipulated to do things that work in the favour of Clive. Which really kind of makes him no better than the rest. And this is where the moral conundrum is. Do we support a party that's advocating for freedom on the basis that there might be some kind of financial gain down the track for the guy that owns the party? Well, God, who knows? But you know what? I think Clive's actually a bit insane. I think he's crazy. And that's okay. Because you know what? Sometimes the crazy people are the ones that are really successful because they're prepared to you know, put everything on the line and they're prepared to pull, put their balls out and, and do things that, you know, those of us who are relatively more conservative aren't prepared to do. Maybe that's why they're so successful. And the, the quandary that I have now is, okay, do I vote for the status quo or do I vote for the party owned by the insane guy with lots of money but wants us to have freedom? You know, this is a really crazy time. The last 18 months or two years have been really fucked up. And you know what? I'm prepared to put my money or my vote with the crazy man with the money that wants us to be free. So it's kind of a jaded decision. It's against everything I said I wouldn't do before. But morals are one thing, but circumstances change. And you can put your hand on your heart and say, look, I'm going to stick with what I said. But sticking with what you said may not be the best decision for now or the future. Sticking with the Liberal Party is probably not the best decision for now or for later. Sticking with voting for the Labor Party is probably not the best decision for now or for later. Voting for One Nation, probably not the best decision for now or for later. In fact, I reckon the party's completely fucked and I think they'll be lucky to see one, one and a half percent of the votes. So while we, while we might all pat ourselves on the back and think about our integrity and what we truly believe in and what we truly support, is it really in the best interest of the country? This is a really, really hard discussion. And Lord knows, it's it's one I've had with myself like many, many times. But in, in all reality, we have to look at the situation as it is. Crazy man who wants your freedom? Is it good or is it bad? Is it worth a gamble? Or what is considered to be rational people who don't want your freedom? They want you to take an experiment. One that we know is killing people. Like, seriously, what the fuck? I don't think it's a difficult decision. Once you let go of the fact that you took a stance and you were... You convinced yourself that that was going to be your stance and and that you weren't going to change from that. Sometimes it's okay to admit you're wrong, whether it be in the past, whether it be now, or possibly in the future. It's okay. 
We are human beings. We're fallible. We make mistakes. We get things wrong. Just because we've made a decision in the past and we've publicly stated that this is my position and it will not change, doesn't mean that it shouldn't change if your position is wrong. It is really time to think about what is going on and what the future looks like. Because at the moment, the future is looking pretty damn dire. At the moment, it's looking like if you haven't taken experimental experimental vaccine, you aren't going to be able to work. You aren't going to be able to eat. You aren't going to be able to pay your mortgage. You aren't going to be able to educate your kids. This shit's insanity. I'm sorry. I Well, sorry, not sorry, because I'm happy to put my money or my vote with the bloke that is rich, that is crazy, but doesn't want those things for me. Doesn't want those things for my family. And you can disagree with that position all you like. I don't care. I'll vote the way that I vote, you vote the way you want. But unless you're really happy with what's happening right now and the forced tyranny, you should probably change your vote. Scott Morrison is a domestic terrorist, as is Anastasia Palaszczuk, Dickhead Dan in Victoria, Gladys Berejiklian, fucking all of them, Mark McGowan and WA. They're all the same. And same with that wanker in South Australia. They're all the same. They're no better than the fucking Democrats. It's absolutely ludicrous. Oh... Vaccines in the UK, well, the data now shows that for a large part of the population, if you've been double vaxxed, you are a much higher risk of getting COVID than if you're unvaxxed. Now, that's not so much in the younger group, but once you start to hit the group of people around the age of 40, being vaxxed becomes a huge risk. The numbers show that cases are skyrocketing in those people 40 and over particularly once you hit the 50s and 60s. Double vaxxed means double COVID, almost. So, it, it again begs the question of what science are we using to say that everybody should take this experiment? Well, the reality is none. It's all, it's all a push from government. It's all unjust. And there's a whole bunch of fucking retarded people who on both the left and the right think that this is some kind of fucking savior and they're ignoring the data they're ignoring the reality and it's terrifying and i'm starting to see videos now of babies that are of people that have been vaccinated or are breastfeeding um, their children after they've been vaccinated and the results are really horrific horrific like Seriously, bad things are happening. So if you're one of those people out there that are constantly advocating for this experimental fucking jab, I'm sorry, but you are a clown. You're a clown. You're an absolute fucking lunatic. God, it's terrifying times, I tell you. Absolutely terrifying. Even even those that have had it, like... No matter what data you put in front of them, they just they just deny it. They they've got Stockholm syndrome. Like it's it's totally crazy. But what is also coming is the economic crisis. 
So China's in deep shit. Evergrande is pretty well rooted. There's going to be a massive financial collapse with China. And now in the US, hello US friends, um, the Democrats have tried to raise the debt ceiling and that hasn't worked. And now that discussion has been pushed back to December. And it looks very likely that um, the that the country is going to default on its debt in October. So between China and the US, you know, which hold a lot of each other's debt, bad things are really about to happen. Everything's about to default and we're gonna see markets likely plunging. As it is in the US, we've already got food shortages, food shortages, sorry. In the UK, we've got gas shortages. In Germany, we've got both. All of this is going to flow on. All the supply chains have been largely shut down or slowed down. There are ships with, you know, tens of thousands of containers that should be hitting the ports and being distributed through the US, but they're still sitting out at sea. The ships are anchored. Like everything is being slowed down. COVID is all has been a part of that, but it's not just COVID. This is this is all done by design. Food shortages are coming, people. For those of you that are retired, I'm sorry, but your pension funds or your superannuation funds or whatever you like to call them, they're about to dwindle. Your money is about to be worth nothing. Terrifying and difficult times are coming. It is is literally around the corner. I would say to you, whether you be Australian, European, US, whatever, start stocking up on some food. I have. Not as many dry products or whatever as I should. That's all about to come in the next two weeks. But I have a freezer jam-packed with meat. I've got as much in there as I can get. I've, For me, I've got a couple of months worth of supply. Maybe it's probably not enough. And that's where I'm going to go and get some things like some canned soup, you know, canned beans, all that kind of stuff that's going to last because we're going to need this to ride through. For me, the biggest challenge is going to be to get clean water. Our shelves are going to be stripped of it. And I don't drink tap water because it's packed with fluoride. It fucks with my head. It gives me tingling sensations. It actually makes me sick, both physically and mentally. So I haven't consumed tap water for years. A lot of people say that's conspiracy theory. Well, cool. You believe what you want to believe. All I know is the physical effects that I get are real. Just the same as coming into contact with people spreading their spike proteins after recently being vaxxed. As soon as I come into contact with someone like that, I know after 60 seconds because I get this instant dry scratching in my throat. I cough like crazy. My eyes water to the point that I can't see. My nose just starts spewing. Like, it, it's like the worst allergic reaction ever. I'm allergic to everything, but seriously, nothing more than this COVID bullshit and the spike proteins. They affect me almost instantly. It's making my life really difficult. And doing the job that I do is making it super difficult. And now I've had this chest infection now for three weeks. And I, I largely blame that. And, you know, I've got no scientific evidence. So... You know, it's all um, it's all assumption, but 
I've got no doubt that because I work in a situation where I'm touching things that people own and they're touching their fucking masks all the time and this goes on all day, I've got no doubt that this is a bacterial infection probably from me touching their things. But no doubt at all. And I'll tell you what, it, this has been the longest lasting chest infection I've had in my life. I'm on some hardcore antibiotics now. I tried for the first two weeks to not have antibiotics. I tried to take loads of sunlight, um, multivitamins, vitamin D, garlic, horseradish, everything under the sun, NAC, you name it, right? Just wasn't getting better. But now I've had a week on antibiotics and I'm still not getting better. So I'm really undecided right now as to which way I should go, whether I should finish the course. I'll probably finish the course as a pure experiment, but I'm just not getting better. So anyway, that's all from me. Thanks, people. Love you. Big shout out to my US friends. I'm so sorry you have to deal with that wanker. Fuck Joe Biden. I mean, fuck Joe Biden. And in Australia, fuck Scott Morrison. Stay real, kids.